Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Hey, who's a Jesus fan? It's uh, so good. Hello, QB. I've uh, just walked in and ready to roll. Thanks, guys. You're awesome. You're awesome. Beautiful. Hey, give someone a high five. You can grab your chair. Ah, uh, how's that? Ah, woo! Wow, I got a pretty orange straw. It's, uh, does anyone want a straw? I'll, uh, I'll just leave it there. Hey guys, I haven't seen you yet, so I'm just looking and saying hi with the eyes. Hey, Bonnie, how are you? Beautiful. So good. Nice to see you all. Yeah, that's right. Jesus is good. Here we go. I like, do, do you like the awkward silence? I love it. It's so good. It's, it's best when you're announcing engagements. And you just tease out. Anyway, we're going to get to the Word of God. So this morning, uh, this is probably more of a family chat as opposed to a, a crafted preach. So I want you to hear the Word of God in that framework. And let's take it into, into our hearts today. And I have been anchored in the book of Ephesians. So if you know my personality, I get bored very quickly. And I like to move to the next thing. I live in the future in my head. So uh, staying, and I've, I've been kind of locked in Ephesians all year. And I keep wanting to go and I, I haven't got a release from God. So if you've been around, and, and many of you, this will be the first time you've heard me speaking on Ephesians. But those who are around HH and other things more, you will have heard this a, a, a few times. Not what I'm going to say this morning, but this passage of Scripture. And regardless of whether this is your first time or your millionth time in these passages of Scripture that we're reading today, I want us to, to open our hearts to the Lord. It is extraordinary how His Word, these are not words written on a page, they are words to be absorbed into the soul and he wants to make them come alive to us so if we can lean into that today we're going to have a good time so jp how are you here's different the last time i like the parts nice it's nice we're going to read from chapter 3 verse 16 and we're going to yeah, here we go. I pray. It's good. That was a good start, right? That's a good start. I practiced that. It was, uh, I pray. What, what does it take for you to go to that place of prayer? Is, is that an easy transition? Does, is it a tragedy that pulls you there? Or is it a, a crafted relationship? over years and you naturally just drift into conversation with the Lord 
Is it we come before him with, with our strong rubbishundi or our list of requests, or is it more worshipful and, and soft? What does it kind of, what does it look like for you? And I pray, you see, the Apostle Paul, whose words we're reading as he was inspired by the Holy Spirit, he, his heart is captured here. It's his heart that has been inspired by the Lord. And he's got this passion to see God move in situations, in churches, in provinces, in areas, in specifics, and in larger general circumstances. And he's drawn into a place of prayer. And it's, you know, we're filled, our world is filled with a lot of voices. And there are a lot of voices who would criticize things that are happening in the place of politics or church or society in general or whatever and it's it's easy to go to that place of critique especially when we don't have to carry the responsibility and there's something that that kind of we can go to that hassling or you know it's like the classic footy match and everyone in the crowd yelling their advice to the players, but none of us are good enough to be those players, or yelling our advice at the referee because we would do it better if we were the referee, but we're not the referee and you wouldn't do it better, but we, we feel kind of the right to, to and we're, this is our world, right? And the challenge is the world soaks into us often without us realizing. And let's be a people who go first to prayer not to complaint or whinging or whining or critiquing. And some of those things are helpful in various contexts, but first to prayer. And let's see the power of God moving in circumstances. I pray that out of His glorious riches, He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being grounded and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love, not just hear about it, read about it, have others experience it, but personally to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you, that you, you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. As a prisoner for the Lord. Paul is writing this literally from jail. As a prisoner for the Lord then, I urge you, I beg you, I implore you to live a life worthy of the calling 
you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. You're going to drive each other nuts, but you need each other. So bear with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. For there is one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Hmm. Now, if that's all we had of the Bible... You could feed on that for a lifetime. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he would strengthen you with power. It's interesting here. We have power mentioned three times and love mentioned twice, right in the middle. Power, love, power, love, power. Let's talk about love first. Uh, love is a power like no other. And here we are encouraged, we're exhorted to understand something of the love of God which goes beyond our understanding. To see how wide long and high and deep this love is and to not stop understanding this love it's it's a little bit like inside of us and here it talks about the the inner us the heart it's 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 referring to the very center of who we are and this is our faith step is to open our heart to God, is to open the center of who we are that Jesus would reign in the very center. It's what being a Christian is. And as, as he is alive in the center of who we are, then his love, which is him, begins to move and do what it's designed to do. And that is to bring freedom in us and then allow us to bring freedom into others. So we're, we're encouraged here to know how wide, long, high, deep is the love of God. I want you to picture it like this. It's like as you open your heart to God, that first day, or if you're a follower of Christ here, there was a moment where you first said yes. Okay, Jesus, I'm in. I'm going to be a Christian, follower of Christ, whatever language you want to put around it. Jesus now sits on the throne in the very center of your life. As we do that, we release his love to begin to stretch down and up and across in our lives and take residence with inside of us. But here we're, we're told to know his love in ways, but it, it surpasses knowledge. I want you to, to grasp the love of Christ and to know it, but it surpasses knowledge. 
You got to know something that can't be known. It goes beyond logic. It goes beyond our humanity. And there is a knowing in a realm that is so deep and so real. And that's the journey that we're on is letting his love take residence at that level so that it shapes us from the inside out. That we cannot approach the word of God as a religious tick box. Otherwise, we're trying to shape ourselves from the outside in. But Christianity is all about the inside out, that we let him alive on the inside. And then his love goes down deep. And as the love of God goes deep in your world, it dislodges things that we hide deep in our lives. Things that maybe happened to us. Things that we did and we feel like we let ourselves down real bad. Maybe where we've fallen short and we let the love of God go deep. Deep and it knows no depths other than the restrictions we place on his love going there. And so we need to let his love go deep and dislodge. And the Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. And as we let his love go deep, there are some fears that are in us that are really deep. These deep-seated fears that life has taught us to feel a certain way about ourselves or about certain circumstances. And as we let his love do what his love wants to do, then it gets down deep and it liberates. It breaks down that fear and it begins to melt it away, knowing that we're connected to the sovereign God of all things. He's in control in a way that is so much bigger than we can even fathom. That he lets us into small little insights on his master plan. Because if we saw the whole thing, we literally would... We cannot fathom. And so incrementally, bit by bit, moment by moment, as we allow him, we let his love go down deep. And then his love goes deep and high. And we let his love begin to permeate and pervade our headspace, our mind that can so easily get tied to certain things and fixated on certain things and locked into areas or stuck in a logical frame. And we need to let his love into that space. Yes, he gave us a brain for a reason and he wants us to execute it with wisdom, to utilize the faculties that he's given us. But if our logic undermines faith, then we've got it all upside down. And what we've done is we've limited the love of God permeating that space. And then his love would liberate our intellect to see and do in a way that goes beyond what we can in our human selves. We let his love go there and then his love goes wide. And as his love grows wide inside of us, and it's again that picture of it filling up everything of who we are. And then when it's filled us up entirely, it fills us up more so that the the spirit picture of us is now 20 feet tall and wide with the love of God alive on the inside. And then when, when it's there, there's more because he his love knows no end. And when I, the message title is called Sizzle, because when the love of God is alive inside of us, we got a little sizzle going on. There's a sizzle that just, see, we're motivated by the love of God, not by rules, not by people forcing us to do stuff. We, 
We're designed to want to serve because His love's liberated us. We're designed to want to give because it makes sense and it's who God is, so therefore it's who we are. It makes sense to reach out to those around us because it's God's nature that He wants to pull everyone close. So if we don't feel motivated towards any of these things, it's a sign, not that our way of understanding is the right way. It's a sign that we've limited the love of God from liberating us in that particular area. So let's be liberated by His love to free us because as it goes wide in us, it reaches out to those around us where they need the love of God and they need the sizzle. Now, who, who naturally thinks of sausage sizzle? They just go together so perfectly. I was fasting recently and, and on the final day of the fast, I was like, okay, I'm going to go do a prayer walk. And uh, so I had the, this prayer walk and so I'm walking around and I walk past and I can just smell barbecue and someone somewhere was cooking but it captivated my senses so I was a little preoccupied for a moment as I could I could smell barbecue you know you if if that house had have just had meat sitting on the bench no smell well not from where I was anyway would eventually stink the the bench if you left it there long enough but you put that on the heat the smell like for miles it's like the fragrance of heaven just drifting around and that's what God wants to do in us where there's a sizzle going on that people can go wow what's that smells like barbecue (laughs) that smells like Jesus smells like love because There's a sizzle going on inside of us because his love is doing what his love is designed to do. And that's liberate and awaken and motivate. And we are, man, this is where we are alive like never before. And we can spend a lifetime trying to pursue all the whatevers that we think are going to tick the boxes on the inside. Nothing awakens the human soul like the love of God. Nothing aligns us with purpose like the love of God. And sometimes we get bored with church or religion because we've now we're trying to build with something else other than the love of God because here it says Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith I pray that you being grounded and established in love may have power to all that all that stuff so grounded and established in love this is like it's like the foundation I'm a chippy by trade. I've built things. And I know it matters. You've got to get the foundation right. Foundation's not right. You can build a house. It looks lovely for a certain amount of time. But eventually, it will begin to move. Cracks will appear. They will appear. So we've got to get the foundation right. And our foundation is love. That you would be grounded and established in love. This is the foundation we build. You build your church life on the foundation of his love. Otherwise, we're going to get ticked off more than we ought. Because his love isn't driving us. It's something else. And where his love isn't, a whole lot of other things that shouldn't be there start to filter in. We build our marriage on his love. Not just our best efforts, although it deserves our best efforts, but his love right in the very center is what causes us to bear with one another in love. 4 verse 2, because sometimes you've got to bear with each other and it's not easy. Foundation of love. and We have 
Power, love, power, love, power. It's like God's love alive inside of us reaches out and takes a hold of the power of God and brings it into our reality. But it starts with the love of God. If we just go looking for the power of God, God, would you answer my prayer? God, would you do this? Would you, would you do this? If we enter that framework in the power zone, but it's disconnected from his love, then it just gets messy really quick. It's got way too much of us in it and not enough of him. And then it's frustrating for us because the answers we wanted to see, we don't see. It doesn't work out like we thought. And then we get kind of annoyed at God because it hasn't worked like this thing says it should work. And we get a little kind of rattled or disappointed or frustrated. So then it causes us to kind of pull away and, and we're not going to pray with the faith that we once did. Because whenever that happens, it's a message for us to come back to His love. I think Steve Marr is the smartest one here. He said it first love we come back to his love and we build from his love and his love is what grabs a hold of his power and brings it into our world and we need his power the Ephesians 4:1 call that we're called to live we don't get close when we live it in our strength but in his power we are able to do immeasurably more because he's doing it with inside of us I love this here in verse 20 now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work for us. No. Within us. And here's the problem with this society that we're living in, is we subconsciously want things easier than is helpful for us to have them. And God's interested in our growth, our maturity, in that perseverance journey that grows and shapes things inside of us. And if we are expecting God to always work for us, then we can often get stuck into a frame that's delegation. And we're delegating to the king of the universe. But he wants to work within us. And I've found so often the answers to my prayers is God doing something in me? And then the circumstance looks different. I see it with different eyes. Maybe I don't even need to pray the same prayer anymore because he did something in here. See with eyes of faith. So God, would you help us with this stuff? Yolandi, I, uh, as I was preparing for this, I, as I... Was talk- you can just stand where you are. That's good. Just stand. Everyone look at her instead of me right now. It's, uh, no, it's all good. Uh, the foundation in his love that I was talking about earlier, if we picture that as, as a, a foundation that we can stand on that's robust and strong, and we're unshakable when we're on this foundation, because we're remembering this foundation means, this is for everyone right now, this foundation means that I have been adopted into the royal family, that he chose me, the king of the universe chose me for his team, that I'm playing in the best team that there could ever be and I was chosen first, that I've been adopted and, and people may have rejected me in this life, they may have said certain things about me, but, but he says, come on in, 
I love you. Come. You get the title of son, daughter of the king of all the universe. And he chose us to be in that place. And when we stand on the foundation of love, this is what it is. I'm robust. People could say whatever. I am loved by my God. There's no room for insecurity when we stand here because he loves me for me. He, he, did, he doesn't love me because I look a little bit like that person. He doesn't love me as a preacher because I have a beard like Steve Furtick. And, <laughs> and so therefore I get some of Steve Furtick's love. He loves Jace for Jace and I've got to do my call and how he wants it to look for me and the same with you. He loves you for you. Not because you look like someone else who does really good things for God. You are chosen to be an extraordinary person in yourself to do extraordinary things for God, whatever that looks like for you. And this is the foundation, this foundation, this is a long intro to <laughs> this foundation here, Yolandi, I saw it, it was like grew up from the ground. And you were standing on this foundation of his love. And as it's like kind of if you're, if you're actually, maybe you can come here for us. So, so you can just stand front and center. And now you can just preach the rest of my message. I'm, I'm up for it. I, I don't have notes, so I just make it up. Uh, so this foundation of his love for you is going to another level. Just take, take a step. And so it was like his love is this foundation, but it's elevating. And there is, a, there is an elevating that God is doing in you and the call of God on your life. And there, there's, a, there's another step. And now there's another one. See, well, yeah, or the speaker, you could climb. Um, and so there, there, is, there is an elevation and, and what it was is there's a confidence in his love for you where there is a confidence in your voice, a confidence in what you see and what you feel from God to declare but it's more than that, it's the, it's the sideways. That is, as you, it's like you now see with eyes where your heart, his, his love, his heart for the lost, for the broken has been awakened in you with fresh power. And so it's like you're, you're going up, but you're reaching out and his love alive on the inside. And so there, there is a call that has been awakened and you gotta now take steps of faith to see those next steps and those next steps and those next steps. And you're awesome, mate. You're awesome. So I want to ask us, what's a, you see, this is all tied together by faith. Faith here so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Faith opens the door. Faith is a decision that says, I haven't got this all figured out but I'm pretty sure you have. That I'm gonna lean in to you being my God. I, I believe that you are who you say you are. And faith is this, that initial step we take, but then it's how we keep stay, taking steps in the kingdom. It's we're called to, we walk by faith, not by sight. And so this is a journey of, of discovering and figuring out how to walk by, by faith. And there's a confidence in our voice that I'm, I'm wanting to see released in our, in our churches. And so just very quickly uh, from Matthew 9, and, and I'll just read it here. 
for us. So Jesus has just come out of Jairus' house and he's walking down the street. Jesus went out from there. So this is from Matthew 9, 27, if you want to look it up later. Uh, two blind men followed him, calling out, have mercy on us, son of David. And when he had gone indoors, so we're just going to stop there. Jesus comes out of Jairus' house. He does the Jesus thing and brings freedom and healing and It's what he wants to do for us. It's what he wants to do through us. And then Jesus is walking down the street and these two blind guys somehow figure out that he's there and they start calling out, Jesus, help me. Jesus, we got a problem. We'd like some help, please. Would you have mercy on us? However they were saying that, they're calling out to Jesus. And what does he do? He he turns around and shows love. He doesn't. He just keeps walking. They're calling and they're blind. This, this is a challenge for them to follow him. Jesus, help us. And he's just, he hears, he just keeps walking. What the heck? This is Jesus perfect? So there's a reason sometimes why he keeps walking. Why he does not answer when you think he should answer. Or in the way that you think he should answer. And he keeps walking, he goes into this next house. And you'd imagine closes the door. Uh, it says, when he had gone indoors, the blind man came to him. It misses out so much of the, the story here. We just, you have to see it and, and go, what, what's actually happening here? The blind man came to him and he asked them, do you believe that I am able to do this? So he, he goes indoors, closes the door, whatever, he's chatting in there. And the blind guys follow him in. They come into the house. We're assuming they don't know whose house this is, even if they did, maybe they don't, I'm not sure. Uh, so the, the blind guys come in and they, they follow Jesus. They, they had to follow him past the point of comfortable into territory maybe they'd never been into before, to a place where they weren't sure, are we going to get in trouble? Are we overstepping the mark here? Are we having a little bit too much faith right now? Are we just a little bit too hungry to get close to Jesus? Is there a bit too much passion in us? And they didn't, didn't care. They just kept moving because they wanted to be where Jesus was. And so they come into that place and then he asks them a question. He knows why they're there. He heard them the whole time. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said, do you believe that I am able to do this? He would have said, hey guys, well, why did you just break into this house? Um, <laughs> He says, do you believe that I am able to do this? And they say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, man. How beautiful are those words to his ears? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hey, I'm calling you, my son, my daughter. Yes, Lord. Hey, I know you're disappointed. Didn't work out like you thought. Yes, Lord. (laughs) Yes, Lord, but I'm on your side. I'm calling you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Are you going to follow me? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. Eyes are open. So here's the deal. It's crazy. So Jesus Christ hangs on a cross on our behalf, shatters the power of sin and death, drew into himself 
all of your and my mess, every falling short, every bit of sin, every stain, draws it into himself and deals with it so that you and I don't have to carry shame. He took the shame so that we don't have to carry guilt. He took the guilt. That we don't have to walk around with the stains. He took the stains. Jesus does all of this. He creates this whole new day for us as humans where we could have connection with God through all he's done. Not based upon our merits, but on the merits of Christ. And this has been provisioned, the, the glorious forgiveness and power and love and connection and relationship, everything. It's been provisioned for us. It's been purchased for us. And now we make a choice as to whether we will partake, whether we take a hold of. You see, he's provisioned forgiveness for every person, but not every person takes a hold of it. It's not mandatory. That God has a, a will for this world that none should perish. And he calls us to be the ones who would go out and be a part of seeing that fulfilled. That he's got a heart. And we have to remember when we're talking about this faith stance with God that there are two components. There is the God's sovereign component and the human asking component. And we need to have them both in sync so we get it right here. So we... We have to remember that. So let's talk about the macro frame. Macro frame, God is sovereign. He's in control of all things. He knows the end from the beginning. So that, that frame is there. But somehow with inside of that frame, he calls us to be people who would take a hold of faith and would move, would step with our voice, with our actions, would move by faith to see his power break into earth's reality where we would take a hold, we would appropriate the victory of Christ in the here and now. And here's the deal, if we, if we lean too far into the sovereignty of God without our involvement, then we end up in a place that says, what's the point? If God wants it to happen, he's just going to make it happen. Why should I do anything? Why should I give? If the church needs money, God will give it money. Why should I serve? God will just poof some person there and they'll serve. If, and so we end up in a place where we feel powerless or it is an excuse for our laziness. And we're not designed to live there. But if we end up in a place where we forget the sovereignty of God and we come to the bit where we are called to speak and declare and ask with faith, then if we get locked in that place too much and we declare something, we declare healing into a circumstance, that someone's sick and we're praying for healing and nothing happens, then we end up being so angry with God because somehow he's messed up didn't you hear my prayer and I've been there my mum's going through cancer and I go to prayer and fasting and declare healing into her world and nothing happens God what's wrong with you that's where you need to go to the Psalms and get the emotion out God's okay with it he can handle your emotion if you let it out don't fester turns into fungus and it just kills and rots. Get it out. Get it out. 
And so we declare, but we, while we're declaring and speaking in faith and saying, God, I thank you, you've called me to be a man and woman of God. I thank you that you've called this business to success. I thank you that you've called my family together. I th- and, and we're declaring, we remember that again, he is sovereign over that which we're declaring. And if it didn't work out like we thought, we've got to remember God knows best and God's best is best. And if he didn't answer yes right then, there's a reason. If he said, wait, or not now, or no, there is a reason. And so as these two are operating together, then we see the power of God move. And here, God, Jesus had a heart to heal these two blind men. But if they had not have stepped in faith into that house, past the point where Jesus didn't hear me, past the point where it didn't work like I thought it should, past the point of whatever, and they step in faith and then they answer in faith, then bang, there is an intersection of human faith and the sovereignty of God, and we see a miracle take place. If they had not have stepped out, there would have been provision for God to move in their here and now, but it never would have happened. But they took a step of faith. They were willing to risk. What if he says no? What if we look like idiots? What if they throw us out of the house? And God is calling for you and I to be men and women that are willing to give things a red hot go for his glory. Willing to just step out and faith, remembering that if we are grounded and established in love, then his love is on the inside. So when we're stepping out in faith, there's the flavor of love inside of it. And then as love pulls in his power and we see miracles happen on planet earth, we see us rising to be the people he's called us to because the world needs men and women of God to have this courage to declare and God, I'm believing you for the impossible, that you can do the impossible in my circumstance, in their circumstance, through me so that there would be this sizzle, sizzle that's happening because we're excited to be alive on this Christian journey and there's a sizzle on the inside so the world would smell the glory of God on us and that is what the world needs and so he's calling us forth saying come on Ephesians 4.1 rise take a hold of the calling that you have received and come on let's run with it together so God we thank you that it's all possible because of you, through you, in you. And so God, we hand over afresh all of our insecurities, all of our disappointments, all of our whatevers, all of our reasons, all of our busyness, all of our ideas. God, we surrender it all to you. And Lord, we ask that you would fill us in the very center with your love. God, we open our hearts that we would know How wide and long and high and deep is the love of God. Lord, that we would be motivated. There would be a sizzle on the inside of us because your love has been awakened. And God, I thank you that through each person gathered here today, through this incredible church, Lord, that the smell of heaven would go forth through these suburbs. Lord, I thank you that you would call many, Lord, as they would smell something of the aroma of your goodness. Lord, that they would come and they would see and they would be one with you. 
Lord, and I thank you for men and women of faith rising who will speak and declare words of faith and power. Because God, this is who you have called us to be. So be honoured and glorified. Here we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Hey, God bless you. Good people. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.